Hello everybody, I'm Sean Woolley, Managing Director of Cloud9 Spain. With me today I have Peter, Peter, Peter Franca. Is That's that right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And you are the head guy at, um, what's the name of your company? Franca de la Fuente, Avogados. I, I knew that, I just wanted him to say it. Um, and we're here in Peter's office in Nueva Andalusia, which is lovely. Uh, although it's a bit warm today, isn't it? Yeah, it's Ooh, humid. humid. Um, claggy, as we say in Yorkshire. So, we're here today to talk about negotiating the terms of a reservation document or, or, or agreement. And that is talking about things like special conditions. So very often you'll agree a price between a, a buyer and a vendor. So the buyer wants to buy that property for that price. The vendor says, yep, that's great. And, but the buyer wants, I don't know, might want the furniture, might want it to be subject to mortgage, might want it to be subject to survey. Mm. It can get complicated, can't it? Because and this has happened to, to me before on more than one occasion where you agree a deal for a, a, a high value property. I think the one I'm thinking of that was like 2 million euros. So not a, not a cheap property. And I ended up going to Ikea to buy some knives and forks to save the deal because it wasn't in the inventory. And it was like, well, I'm not budging. Oh, I'm not budging either. But we're talking about 50 quid, you know, it's, it's like, but on a 2 million euro deal. But I guess it's all about that, that battling of egos, isn't it? And everyone likes to win. And some people just don't want to give in. Mm. And it can come down to the most stupid things um, to rescue, rescue the deal. And I guess, I'm hoping you found this as well, that there's, you know, unless it's in black and white at the start, it's very hard to, to bring it back, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, first thing, I mean, this is usually, I mean, a purchase process here can of course be different, but usually buyers are flying into to Marbella or in, in the region. Uh, they're working with an agent, they, have, they, they know a couple of properties that they are interested in, they're going for viewings, but things might get quite hectic. And then in the end you, you find uh, the, the right property, maybe you're flying back the, uh, the same day or tomorrow. Yeah. So the negotiations can sometimes be done very rapidly. You, as you said, you negotiate the price, uh, and then sometimes you forget about a few things. So the buyer you know, flies back home and then remembers, oh, I wanted to include this, so this is important for me. But then you have already signed or maybe a reservation contract, and it's, it's not too late, because of course uh, you can talk again. But it is advisable to, to take a five-minute break, sit down, what else is important for you here, the buyer? What kind of conditions would you like to discuss at least? And then, of course, um, talk to the, to the vendor and in writing put down all the terms and conditions for the purchase and have also clear timeline for, for the purchase. When are we signing the PPC? When are we going for completion? Um, to avoid these kind of situations, I mean, we are human beings, it's psychology, it, it, it can happen and, and that it's down to those small details as you mentioned. It is. It's managing expectations on both sides, isn't it? And as you say, a lot of it is human nature and human beings make mistakes and human beings change their minds and want to include different, different things. We actually run training courses on, on managing client expectations from a buyer and a seller point of view. And of course, what the seller wants, seller wants certainty. The seller wants to know how long it's going to take and when he's going to get his money, pretty much. Yeah. The buyer, of course, like you say, they can get overexcited, they commit to something, blah, blah, and then they go, oh, well, I need a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, why didn't you tell us that? You yeah. know, why? Because we need to factor that in. Have you got your mortgage approved? 
how long will it take? And then what we're trying to do then is renegotiate a deal, which is undoubtedly going to spook the vendor because yeah. he's going to think, hang on, hang on a minute, has this guy got the money? So, yeah, you, and this, that's why we always say to people, get mortgage approved before you come here so you know how much money you've got to spend. Do as much of that legwork as, as possible. Speak to a lawyer. Um, you know, make sure that when you're here and you see that property that you love, that when you commit to it, particularly, particularly if it's a little bit of a cheeky offer, mm-hmm. that we're then not going to backtrack. Yeah. You know, that we can go for it and we're serious and we're in a position to, to move forward. But also you've got to think about those small things, like you said, you know, if it's a, particularly if it's a villa, do I need a survey? Mm-hmm. Is the survey, you know, is, is the purchase subject to that survey? Mm-hmm. So I might be willing to put a reservation deposit down, particularly with a lawyer, because it's safe. In what way? Yeah. So- uh, the fact that you have the right to to, uh, uh, to perform a, a technical survey of the property, you have, have you clearly stated in the reservation contract that you can actually cancel the, the transaction uh, depending on the outcome, or is it is it a real negotiation uh, negotiation that will take place, or any other kind of? Uh, and and of course, you know, if the survey is going to take a week or two weeks, is the property still on the market? Mm-hmm. Can it be shown? Can it be bought? What we always try and do is, is to protect both sides, really, is if there's going to be a significant delay, if it, particularly if it's a hot property, you know, one that we think is going to go to somebody else if we're not careful, is we'll say, look, we need 10 days, 10, maybe 10 working days to get this survey done, approved. It can be the same with a mortgage, I suppose. But in the meantime, you're free to show your property to other prospective buyers, but you're not free to sell it. So yes, you can line up other buyers for yeah. sure, but we're the only offer in play for those 10 days. Mm-hmm. And we find that works well because the vendors then, okay, so I've got a deal on the table, but I have to wait 10 days for the certainty. But in those 10 days, if I have other people, I can line them up mm-hmm. and just wait. And then if that falls, then I've got other people. So we tend to use that tactic quite a bit, but it's not, it's not foolproof. Um, because what happens if somebody comes along and says, yeah, I know I can't offer, but I'm going to offer and I'm going to pay you a lot more than this guy. So it, it, it's fraught with difficulties, but it's kind of the only way to, to protect both parties. It's, it's really down to clear communication yes. and try to remember all the, 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 the facts and, and talk in detail with both the buyer and, and, of course, the vendor as well. What is the deal, actually? And if it's about furniture, I mean, you would know a clear inventory list. Don't don't leave anything out. Uh, put everything in that list with photo, uh, photographs, etc. So it clearly states what's going to be included. Uh, visit the property before completion, so you know that it's st- everything is there to reassure the the buyer. And as a lawyer, when would you want to include that inventory in the reservation or in the private purchase contract? Would you want it as early as possible, or would you be happy if it's all furniture included apart from granny's sofa would you be happy with a term like that in a reservation document well it's down to to time management i guess it has to be in the in the private purchase contract it's we attach it and attach it as an appendix to 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 the contract because you have to clearly state what's included in the in the property that can be of course the furniture but it can be a garage or a storage or yeah. something else but if you can at least write down in general, the, in general terms, what's included in regards to furniture, and it, and also add that to be specified. But if it's everything, everything. Yeah. If it's the the main furniture, big furniture, you know, put it down like that. But it, at least something. Here in Spain, I'm not sure what it's like in Sweden, where you're from. But here in Spain, we have a system where 
if you want to reserve a property, you normally have to put some money down as a, as a commitment. And yeah. then the lawyer kind of controls that money normally and then sends it over to the, the, you know, the vendor once, once they're happy with, with most of the legal things. In the UK, we have a very different system. So we don't put any money down. We make an offer on a property and the vendor says, yeah, that's fine, that's cool. And then you wait an inordinate amount of time to, to get the searches back from the local authorities. And blah, blah. It can be eight weeks. And the property's off the market. You've actually committed no money to the purchase as a buyer. You can pull out at any time mm. for any reason. Mm. And the vendor's left there with a property that's not been marketed for eight weeks. Mm. And it causes a huge amount of problems. I don't know what it's like in Sweden, but do you have a preference for which, which model is, is best? I think, well, uh, in, in Sweden, we, we go straight to private purchase contract as well. Right. We don't have a deposit contract. Okay. Uh, but usually it's two weeks or maybe even only a week later that you sign that contract. Everything is already prepared more or less. Well, but I mean, all uh, markets are different. So I think for this market here, the deposit contract definitely serves a purpose because everything, as I said, goes very, sometimes very quickly. You, you might have a lot of interest and, and there are many viewings. So you want to, the, of course, from the vendor's perspective, they want to make sure that two weeks later, the potential buyer is pulling out. So that's the purpose of the deposit. So you state the general terms for the purchase and you, each party commit, usually 6,000 euros or a bit more for more expensive properties. So I think that it's necessary for this market, the, the reservation contract. But one has to remember as well that, that there is not just the one reservation contract here on Costa del Sol. There can many be many kind of many kinds of, of templates and uh, deposit contracts, uh, offer contracts, reservation contracts, and it's not always the same content in those contracts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so you've got to be careful about what you're committing to uh, and how you're doing it, and that's where, again, a lawyer will advise you and just take you through that process and make sure that your interests are, are protected. But you know what, you're, you're right in what you said just a few minutes ago about communication. That's key, it's key to any any transaction with anything, isn't it? Whether you're buying a car, a boat, a house. And if the lawyers are talking, great. If the agents are talking, great. If the agents are talking to the lawyers, great. And if everyone's talking to the clients, even better. Yeah. And they're the deals that work wonderfully well. But all it takes is just for one of those little relationships to break down. Somebody's not talking. Somebody's gone on holiday for, for a week and hasn't told anyone. Someone's lying on a beach, not, not picking up the phone or their emails. And all that does is just creates uncertainty for one of the, one of the parties. Yeah. And then you've got a deal that's blown. Yeah. And it's such a shame because the buyer wants to buy, the seller wants to sell, but someone in the middle of it all mm. hasn't responded to an email or isn't picking up the phone. And oh, I mean, we always blame the lawyers, of course, because us agents, we do nothing wrong. <laughs> but very often, you know, and again, if the lawyer knows the lawyer, it helps if they like working together, but you can get a lawyer, we've got one at the moment, and, and she's just refusing to accept a reservation deposit into her client's account from a, a buyer who really wants to buy a property at a really good price. And the condition is that he's got to send a reservation uh, deposit to his lawyer, and his lawyer's saying, no, I, want, I need to do the due diligence first. And we're, so we're, we've got to go back to the client and say, would you please instruct your lawyer that this is what you want to do yeah. to, to, to safeguard you getting this property? And it's like you can well, do without that headache. Pretty, I see it. It's quite easy for me, and it should be easy for any lawyer because you have a duty towards your client. If I have a client, they want to buy, 
it's my job to perform that purchase transaction as clear and, and safely as possible. And that also includes the time. Mm. If it's important for them to close the deal, that's my job. Yeah. If the vendor has given me the, the job to, to sell the property and they have, there's a buyer in place, I have to be available, I have to perform that job immediately. And, and, and I, at least in the Swedish Bar Association rules, um, there are certain rules about communication and, and, and speed. Mm -hmm. um, you can't make, choose uh, to do it in your own time. Absolutely. You have to follow the instructions of, of the client. So that, it, it, It's incredible. I mean, we had a, a deal the other day in, uh, in La Zagaleta. Um, so, you know, a, a chunky deal, money-wise, for everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the prospective buyer was promised a survey by a certain time and date. And what we, what we all didn't realize, actually, was that time and date was crucial to him because if he didn't have it back, he would need to move money around and it would all get very complicated for him. And, of course, the survey didn't come back in time. Mm -hmm. It didn't even come back the next day. Mm -hmm. So he's now saying, I'm out, I'm not buying, blah, 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 blah. And actually... The surveyor had done the report, it was there, waiting to go, but he'd gone on holiday for a couple of days and his colleague hadn't sent it. And it's stupid things like that, isn't it? That, that again, it's managing people's expectations. If that guy knew that the report was gonna be delayed by two days, then he'd probably be able to cope with it and realign things. But it's the not knowing that spooks people. Yeah. And it, it's incredible, those little details, those, those things that, shouldn't normally make a difference, but they do because we're human beings and we, we react, don't we? No, it can happen. You have to almost prepare for everything. Yeah. But I think if you can learn something, it's to, uh, if it means that you have to reschedule everything that afternoon, the first day when you actually have the offer in place, you're drafting the reservation contract, use those hours to, to sit down, maybe actually meet with the, the, between the agents, even the lawyer, I, I'm, I'm happy to meet the lawyer the same day, and, and sit down and have everything clearly negotiated in writing and then move, move ahead. Because the, the rest of the transaction will be so smooth. It, everything will be easy. Um, that's the dream scenario. Yeah, it, it, it is. And that's, that's what I do, actually. If I get to a stage where I need to get someone's heads together, what I call it, I'll just go to someone's office and say, come on. We need, to, we need to sit in a room, yeah. talk about it for 10 minutes, and undoubtedly it gets sorted out. Mm. But it's that, well, I'm not talking to so-and-so, and I'm not, mm. not going to pick up the phone, and I'm not, and it's like, oh my goodness, you know? Sometimes it's like the handling children. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, that's, uh, I suppose, a little overview of some of the complexities that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And we, we certainly do, I know you do, we, we, we try and make it as simple as possible. But it's always important, I think, if you're a buyer or a seller, just to be open and honest and communicative. And I'm sure we don't get everything right all the time, but the more information we have at our disposal to enable us to do the great job we can for you, then the better for everyone. There you go. That was good, isn't it? Nicely put. <laughs> Thanks so much, Peter. We'll uh, see you next time. Franco. Thank you. Yes. Oh, it was my name. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs>